Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Authentic Messengers. My name is Catherine Van Wetter and I'll be your host today. Every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, I have been interviewing different authors from our new book, Nurse Sparks. And this is also from our other book, which was called Life Sparks. So if by chance you haven't been able to hear any of the interviews and you're interested, they have been archived on our website, which is www.blogtalk forward slash authenticmessengers.com. Please also visit us uh, on please also visit us on our Facebook page, which is Authentic Messengers, and give us a thumbs up. And if you know of anyone who would be interested in being on our show, please let us know. And this is exciting because it's our second Spark Series book to go to um, to go to print. So this Sparks book is all about nurses and nurses who have extended the traditional form of being a nurse and moved more into the non-traditional holistic approach. Also, the shows will be a half an hour rather than an hour. We're going to see how that works because I know people are busy and sometimes it can be difficult to have a, a whole hour show. So just to let you know, that is in process. So today I'm excited. My guest is Jess Young who is a holistic nurse, artist, dancer, and teacher in Portland, Oregon. And we're going to be able to get a glimpse of what the creative process was like for her in the writing of her Nurse Sparks chapter, as well as her thoughts on self-care, the healthcare system, and what she is doing to be a beacon of change as a nurse and as an artist. And welcome, Jess. Thank you for coming on today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So it's really intriguing with the creative process in lieu of you writing as well as bringing together the self-care and the healthcare system and what you're doing to be a change within within being a nurse and also an artist and wondered if you could talk a little bit about what that means to you. Hmm. Yes, so I do see myself as a beacon of change and as a change agent in this ever-evolving healthcare system. Um, and so it's it's been a challenging process for me to be a nurse in the Western healthcare system and to be to experience both ends of the spectrum, basically from burnout to um, total self-care. And so part of my path I see as integrating the two and teaching people the importance of self-care and um, listening to the body and um, balancing our free time and all these things. And so for me, it's also an integration of Um, nursing and my passions, which are dance and um, other artistic forms of expression. Wow. So you mentioned the challenge in the healthcare system. How has it shown up for you both as a professional and also as an individual? Yeah, so 
write about this in my chapter, just fresh out of nursing school, um, being met with these trial by fires. So basically tossed into the healthcare system, totally green with no experience and having been taught no um, strategies or coping mechanisms to handle the, um, the drama that exists in the healthcare system and the, the trauma even of being a new nurse and seeing these things and experiencing this um, deep suffering. And so a lot of, I would say the lack of these tools to care for myself and the process, um, all that I'm taking in on a daily basis and all of the stress really led to my um, first round of, of caregiver fatigue or burnout uh, about five years into my career. Um, and it's an incredible gift to go to such a low place because then we can, the pendulum will swing in the other direction and we can match that in the, in the mountaintops that we climb and the joy that we experience. And so um, I find I see myself as an individual in my day to day and from and it, this is in every part of the talk uh, um, so yeah, that's that's where I'm at with it. Um, did I answer your question? Wow. Yeah, you did. And I recognize I put a lot of substance into that <laughs> um, with the creativity and the self-care and the healthcare system um, and how I, it's interesting what I found with other nurses that I've talked to. It's It's a fine line between being in the front lines, working with people, and then also the human component of, as you said, compassion fatigue or the the burnout that comes with caregiving Mm -hmm. and how many nurses or professionals who are in the front lines many times self-care is the last on their list of priorities so some Mm -hmm. as you said the the beauty that comes from going deep into the part of us that recognizes we're out of balance how how does one Mm -hmm. soar in order to to keep some sort of balance in Mm -hmm. one's life and what a beautiful representation yeah. for patients that you work with as far as self-care and the importance of that. Would you like to talk a little bit about how your own demonstration of self-care has helped those that are fortunate enough to work with you? Oh, that's such a great question. Uh, um, let me start by saying that uh, after, soon after that uh, burnout really kicked in and I realized where that I had met uh, an all-time low in the nursing um, path due to the burnout. I I switched profession. Well, I switched specialties entirely. I was working in inpatient um, behavioral health, and I decided I needed to work um, in a holistic setting. Um, learning more about natural medicine. That's where my heart really called me. And so for three years, I got to 
work with a naturopath, with many naturopaths actually, um, acupuncturists, massage therapists, counselors, as we grew into this um, very successful integrative clinic. And so this is the place where I learned self-care techniques, and this is the place where I came back into balance. And so I bring Mm -hmm. that with me now, a a few years later, um, I am currently managing, supervising an elder care facility um, outside of Portland, and this is a a facility for elders who have dementia, and um, Mm. it's privately owned, which is beautiful because it gives me a lot of flexibility to serve. Jess, I think I lost you. No. Yes, are you back? <laughs> I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, I can hear you now. You can a hear me? A little bit of static there. Yes, yeah, some oh. static. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Is this okay? So we're back on. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So working with so, working with a, a private elder care facility. Yes, the beauty of of um, being in a privately owned facility is I have a lot of freedom and flexibility to uh, integrate holism into into the care that the elders receive. It's I work with I work with seniors here on on Woodby Island, and we work with a lot of people who have chosen to stay at home, and they have caregivers. And so many of the assistant living facilities that they go to often are run Uh by the state. And thinking about what the parallels are, what the differences are, you know, it's in many ways unfortunate that people aren't able to get the equal kind of care that that you probably see by one that is privately run and you know we don't need to get political talking about it but I'm, I wondered what you've noticed yeah. is a difference working within a system that sure. is for instance run by state and ones that are private, mm-hmm. privately run well yeah I would say our facility um just in the intention that it was built upon is holistic in mm-hmm. nature as compared mm-hmm. to um, state facilities. So um, this facility is um, built to be a home-like setting. Uh, there are no long hallways. You know, elders aren't getting lost on the way to the kitchen. They walk instead right out of their apartment and they land, they find themselves in the dining room with an open kitchen, a chef behind the counter who knows them by name, you know, the smell of cookies baking, and it's a family atmosphere. So so there's that, you know, in a state facility, you can't have the open kitchen. There are more regulations. Mm -hmm. We have um, organic gardens. Um, Wow. Mm-hmm. and chickens and it's just it's lovely you know it's a place where oh. elders can thrive mm-hmm. and so and I love that you call them elders and not elderly oh that's right 
they are elders. They are the wise ones, mm-hmm. the wisdom keepers. Right. And mm-hmm. I like to remember that and and um and respect the the fact that that they're the they're the storytellers, you know? And mm-hmm. uh although they can't do as much as they could in the past, they they have purpose. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. Language is important. Well, Language is so important, and the words we use, mm-hmm. we have no idea that often the power behind the words and how it can expand or contract somebody as far as their health and well-being. Mm-hmm. That's right. I love, I love the name of the, the chapter. Your chapter is called Stoking the Fires of Change. So was your mm-hmm. inspiration for the chapter based upon a little bit about what we've talked about and more if you would care to expound on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was quite the process, the writing of my chapter. And it started this winter when I was um, taking an extended vacation on the big island of Hawaii. I had these um, lofty goals to write my chapter while I was there basking in paradise. Um, and my original idea was to paint a picture of a day in the life of Nurse Jess, the elder care facility, you know, and really describe what I go through day to day. And I did my writing, and a day before my chapter was due to the editor, and let me say, the whole time I was writing it, it felt like work. It felt like trudging through mud. The day before the chapter was due, I called Allison and and said, Allison, I have to scrap the whole thing. It's not right. Um, And and the reason I know it's not right is because I'm wanting to, I'm, I'm wanting this chapter to speak to the world and, and this idea to do a, a day in the life of me is really coming from a place of, of, wanting the world to see how hard I work and wanting to have mm. validation for, for the struggles and stress I go through. And, and zooming out, I realized that's, that's the archetype of the martyr. You know, this is, if this is what my one chance to speak to the world, I want to be empowered and I want to mm. impact change through my words in this chapter. And so she trusted me. And once I got back from, from my trip, I was back in Portland, and it was like I needed that space away from the trip to really reflect on it because I was gifted with a very potent story while I was there from an elder about the phoenix. Mm. And, and that's what my story is based upon, and the phoenix, the story of the phoenix is woven throughout. Um, and so I would say that was an inspiration. It was wanting to be a voice of empowerment and um, honestly Catherine the story wrote itself the phoenix came through me there were times when I was typing and my fingers were working and my brain was not and I was looking at my laptop in awe of what was coming through and spelling itself out on the page (laughs) wow Wow. You had a muse. Really <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, and so my process, once I got going, writing can be challenging for me. I can, I tend mm-hmm. to procrastinate writing more than anything else. Um, but once I get going, it's like opening the floodgates. And so the floodgates opened, and all of a sudden it was like I was in a romantic relationship with this chapter. And I couldn't wait to get home from work, shut my door, and tune in to this courting, if you will, courting the words onto the page. Mm. And it was so effortless and so beautiful and so enlivening to bring this this uh, work to, to life. Mm. <laughs> Um, that's beautiful how you describe it. And I wondered if in part it was the honoring of that part of you that recognized the martyr and the honoring of that part of you that worked so hard and not as a way to be shameful or to push away, rather a way to in some ways bow deeply to that part to give it recognition and give it a voice mm-hmm. and then be able to move forward with what what. what was ready to come out obviously there was some sort Mm -hmm. of transformation that happened as a result of that Mm. I love that yes absolutely hadn't thought of it that way yeah yeah I had to go to that place you know and and it's almost like I my heart needed to my heart needed to write out all the details of what I do in a day you know, and mm-hmm. for me to see it and, and acknowledge, yes, you work hard. Yes, ego, you you are such a hard worker, and yes, you get stressed, and and then to transform it and say, yes, and I I continue to choose this daily, and I'm in control mm-hmm. of my life, and here's here's why. Here's why I'm doing this work, and here's where I want to uh, where I want to be. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. it's all part of the journey. And it's it's really amazing because within, within neuroscience and even epigenetics, they talk about our emotions shape our reality, you know. And when mm-hmm. I really feel that when we feel something on the emotional level so deeply, it radiates out into the outer world or out into the physical world and other people pick up on it. And Mm -hmm. I think about how many people do things grudgingly and the recipients that they happen, if these folks happen to be in the area of caring for others, being counselors or nurses or doctors Mm -hmm. or whatever, people within the stores, within themselves if there's some sort of discord or lack of alignment it can it reflects out and people pick up on Mm -hmm. it and what what an amazing gift i'm sure you gave yourself but also the those that subsequently you work with as a i'm sure they feel it when you work with them that they're mm -hmm. yeah and as i began to wake up to the martyr archetype Mm-hmm. my eyes open to all the martyrs around me in the healthcare system, right? And we're all guilty mm-hmm. of it at different times where mm-hmm. we feel like a victim. Or, you know, I've encountered some some caregivers or some nurses who are in this industry to um, to boost their egos, you know, to to show how hard they work. Exactly, the same, exactly what I was 
trying to do, you know, Mm -hmm. to have a deeper sense of um, Mm self-worth because of the hard work that they do. And it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not coming from a place of alignment and service and love and compassion, you know, it's a shadow. It's a shadow of the ego. And uh but, and I wonder also if what the that so many do feel overburdened and and not seen and how many times I know mm-hmm. being in the system myself how many times do we get applauded for the successes rather than what could be mm-hmm. be done better or yet another patient or client one works with um, so I really come from the pre- premise of, of again honoring that part that is a shadow. Because um, it is such a gift if we can move beyond the debilitation of it. Um, exactly. Victor, victim to victor, so to speak. Mm, I love that. <laughs> so curious of what, what, why did you feel called to be part of the Nurse Sparks series? Mm. It was a fun synchronicity that happened. I received an email from Anita um, back in the fall um, that was announcing the Nurse Sparks book. And immediately, immediately I got excited. And it was, a, it was a feeling of, yeah, maybe so. Maybe I could get into this. I definitely gave it my attention. And um, I ended up speaking to Anita on the phone, not knowing who she was. Um, but as we were talking... I started to recognize her voice as maybe, oh, maybe I've met this person. And she started to remember my story that I was saying. And then we realized we had met uh, a year prior. And just uh, we were at the Oregon Holistic Nurses Association Conference at Brighton Bush. And she was, she was the best part of that retreat for me that year. And um, I was memorable in her mind. And so just that. Uh, synchronicity alone really ignited my internal yes um, mm. to take this leap, and um, and also um, it's a dream of mine to be an author of my own book, and so this mm. opportunity to be able to collaborate with other authors and nurses, and to have an editor at my fingertips, and this team who who have already done this and can show me the ropes felt like a really invaluable thing and a, and a wonderful Mm -hmm. baby step. And it's not even a baby step. It's a split leap to, you know, having a book of my own, me as a dancer, of course I would use a split leap reference, but yeah, I mean, in the process started in probably November and now it's June and I have a published book in my hand. And so it was just such a wise investment in my time and energy. Um, but to to come back around and answer your question, I would say I I let my heart guide me to this one. You know, I check mm-hmm. in with my emotions, and and if it's an internal yes, if I get excited at the thought of it, then that's what I'm going to do. So the emotions and there's there are internal guidance. Yes, they are. <laughs> and it's, mm-hmm. I think it's really powerful to be part of a collective, to be part of an anthology. And 
um, it's powerful yes. to know that we're not in this alone and that each of us has our voice exactly. that is merit to being listened to. Um, mm-hmm. So, it's, so yes. I'm curious, as you were as you were talking about the burnout and the caregiver fatigue or, and or burnout, what do you do currently to prevent yourself from, from that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like I said, it, it's a balance every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, I do better some days than I do others. What I'm, the lesson I'm arriving to recently, Catherine is, it's important to commit to something and it doesn't necessarily matter what that thing, what that practice is, as long as you have a commitment and you stick to it. So mm-hmm. um, I've, I've developed a morning practice. Sometimes it's three minutes, sometimes it's eight minutes, but the important part is that I sit on a cushion before I leave the house. Um, can you hear me okay still? Yes, I can. I can hear you. <laughs> okay. There's a, there's some static on your end. Not static, but like yeah. shuffling. Okay. So. Is that um, better? Yes. Um, so, and the other thing I found is a little bit of deep breathing and quiet time and movement of the body goes a long way. In self-care, and so, and I'm hearing it again, sorry. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So, practice, I like to, pra- I like to explore um, breathing, deep breathing. Um, dancing is number one for me as far as self-care goes. This is the thing that I am most passionate about in this life. It brings me the most joy to be dancing. And so I've gotten into that. With, uh, um, Are you there? Jess, I, I lost you. I can hear you. Hmm. There you are. You're back. Hello? Good. That yeah, can so you hear odd. me? Mhm. I'm here. Hmm? Can you hear me, Catherine? Now I can. Yes. Okay. That's so weird. Hmm. So, yes. Come back around to to the self care question. Um, I have a number. Uh, My life. Uh, I'm losing you again, Jess. Uh, this is when we get to practice breathing. This is where we practice our deep breathing. <laughs> exactly. Self care. Do you know what the one um, thing I found is really important as far as my self care goes? No, what? Honoring my free time and yes. not yes. not having too many things to do on a weekend. I know so many people who, who have to cram everything into the two days that they're off. Mm-hmm. 
and say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important to, to have some restraint and some boundaries around that. Not to rush around too much, but to relax and, and just to know that it's okay to say no. It's so healthy to say no and to know that to know that by us being able to say no, we give others permission to say no. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I wondered what your long-term goals are for your career and how it is that you came up with those. Mm. You know, working in a um, mainstream nursing job has never felt quite right to me. And I think that's mm-hmm. because it's it's merely a stepping stone to where I want to be. And when I when I dream about um, the ultimate goal for my career, I am an author and I am a um, keynote speaker uh, at national nursing conferences. I want to implement uh, holistic programs into nursing schools across the country. Um, Mm -hmm. And I want to be hosting retreats for nurses as well as um, women with cancer to bring movement Mm -hmm. and dance and creativity into their lives so that they can explore, you know, what their soul really wants to express. And Mm -hmm. it's amazing how we can heal through art and inspiration. And it's amazing that, how much of our passion we actually suppress because we believe it's not okay to explore that side of ourselves or, or that we can't be a whatever professional dancer, singer, artist, you know? So Mm. I want to be a beacon of change in so many ways. Um, And, and those are the ways that really excite me. They really ignite my soul. Mm. And I can tell by our short conversation that you are a beacon and so grateful that you're in that world of, of making the change, which I know is imperative for so many people, regardless of whether or not they're in the system or they're receiving support from the system. That change mm-hmm. definitely is here, and how how can we be the waysayers and the change makers? So thank you, um, Jess, for doing the work you're doing and being so impassioned with it. It's really wonderful. Mm. It's my honor, and for me, it's the only way. Mm-hmm. It's the only way. And again, we give people permission to to be, to express themselves so that people can find out more about you by going to your website, Jess, J-E-S-S, Young, Y-O-U-N-G-R-N.com. So encourage folks who are listening to please to visit her site. Um, Do you have any last words you'd like to say before we close? Um, I also have another website, and that's my dance website. And that is uh, my full name, Jess Carmen Young, 
C-A-R-M-E-N um, dot com. Great. I didn't even okay. get to dive into the dancing stuff, but yeah, no, that would be a good place to, to check out my creative side. Great, and how you how you integrate that into your nursing. We still have a few more minutes if if you would like to talk about how your dance, unless you'd feel too pressured. Not enough uh, how, time. Well, you know, I'm, I'm still working on how do I integrate nursing and dance, and I started mm. to touch on it just a second there with the retreats for nurses and retreats for women with cancer. And I, that's how mm-hmm. I envision dance coming in and being more woven into my nurse offering. That would be the ultimate way for me to be a nurse and a mm. dancer at the same time. Um, <laughs> I feel that retreats are just maybe a year out. You know, I'm just a mm-hmm. little bit longer to really grow into that, to, to grow my wings into being a, a retreat facilitator, but that is on the horizon. Oh, that's exciting. It'll be fun to, to watch your progress. And I had the mm-hmm. vision of you dancing down the halls as you were on your way to see a patient. Uh, Joyfully. I actually, the elders do love it when I dance. <laughs> yeah. That happens. That happens actually daily. How could I forget? Of course, I'm always dancing at work. <laughs> I think if we danced a little bit more and sang a little bit louder, (laughs) the world would be an amazing, more amazing Mm, than it already is. Exactly. Well, thank you, dear Jess, for this wonderful, for this wonderful time. I really appreciate you Mm -hmm. taking the time to talk with me today. It's been wonderful. Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. Thank you, Catherine. You're welcome. And for dear listeners out there, thank you for joining us today. If you're interested in hearing our archives, our archive shows, listening to today's shows and our shows in the past, please go to www.blogtalk forward slash authenticmessengers.com. And again, please visit our Facebook page with any sorts of comments that you have. Next week, we will not have a show, but we will have a show on the 23rd. Gosh, I think next week is the 23rd. The following Tuesday we will have a show. So please join us then. Take good care, be kind to each other, and know that you're loved. Thank you, Jess. Thank you. Take care. Bye.